you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Very famously, the Bible says, train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. The Bible has a lot to say about parenting, and especially raising your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Hi, Alex McFarland here. So glad you're listening to the American Family Radio Network. Got a great show. In just a moment, I want you to meet a very special colleague and friend. And uh, later on in the show, we're going to hear from a college student from East Tennessee State University, a student that has organized a big event that's going to take place tomorrow evening at East Tennessee State, and I'll be there speaking. So if you happen to be in the Johnson City, Tennessee area, uh, perhaps we can meet face-to-face tomorrow night at East Tennessee State. But right now, as I was preparing for the program, I was reading a couple of things. For one thing, there was an article about the top 40 U.S. states that people are are leaving. And there are, oh, 25 to 35 states that are having much more exodus, uh, excess than, than ingress. And then there were a list of the states people are going to. Now, interestingly, not surprisingly, uh, people are leaving the blue states and people are trying to migrate to the red states, the more conservative states, the more uh, freedom, lower taxes, less uh, government ideologically led programs. People are going to the states that are the more free states. On a parallel note, uh, thousands of disheartened families yanking kids out of public schools. One of the things that drives the uh, migration to the more free states, not just lower taxation, more freedoms, more constitutionality, but school choice, and then not only school choice, but people taking their children out of public schools and opting for private schooling, homeschooling, and frankly, education that's just less about ideology and more about truth. Well, I wanted to um, get some insight on that, and really when it comes to um, calling out the public schools for their left-wing indoctrinations, really few voices are as informed and really as consistent over the years as the voice of Colonel Ray Moore of Exodus Mandate. He's a longtime colleague and friend. I wanted to get him on and just get caught up with his ministry and then really get his analysis of some of the statistics. But um, Colonel Ray Moore, Christian brother, patriot, friend, and uh, all-around American hero. Are you there, my friend? Yes, I am. Thank you, Dr. McFarlane. And my son, I hope, will turn out to hear you speak. Uh, tomorrow night in East Tennessee State University in Johnson City. He has to work a little late, but I've urged him to come over to the program, and he'll be able to see him because he has a, a red beard. It's trimmed, okay. but uh, he should be there tomorrow 
tonight. Well, thank you. Thank you. And and folks, later on in the show, and I say this for a couple of reasons, but if you want to try to organize a campus event, and I've spoken at a couple of hundred American universities, we're going to, in about 20 minutes, we'll hear from the student that really, along with Turning Point USA, helped us get this event together at East Tennessee State. But um, Colonel Ray Moore, I want to throw some headlines uh, your way for analysis. But first of all, tell us about Exodus Mandate. We started Exodus Mandate 25 years ago to help Christians, families, and churches to see the need to exit uh, and the public school system entirely and go to the promised land of campus Christian schools, K-12, or homeschooling. And we've been doing that consistently for 25 years, and it's only been in the last two or three years that we've just exploded with the uh, COVID and the pandemic shutting down public schools. We have seen an extraordinary growth in our movement. Homeschooling dropped, dropped, uh, excuse me, jumped from 2.5 million uh, two years ago when the schools closed. Uh, to five or six million permanent homeschoolers, and it may go much higher. We just don't know where it's going to end. Campus Christian schools uh, are growing at the rate of 10, 20, and 30 percent a year, and we're seeing dozens, if not hundreds, of new campus Christian school startups are underway even as I speak. So we could reasonably see uh, the private a Christian and homeschool movement grow to 25 or 30 percent, if not more, before the smoke clears. It's quite mm. unbelievable. We call it a once in a 100 year moment for right. Christian schools and homeschooling. Now, what, what got you into this? Why are you so passionate about getting young people out from under the uh, monopoly of public schooling? Well, we feel the scriptures are very clear that this is commanded of God. Uh, you, you quoted uh, Proverbs 22, 6, but there are many other texts that Christians should give their children uh, exclusively Christian education and not put them in pagan and godless public schools. We feel that's a violation of scripture. Now, we've done it for many, many uh, decades, if not 150, 170 years since the beginning of state-sponsored public schools, and they've not always been as bad as they are today, but they're absolutely demonic and uh, socialistic and anti-Christian today, and uh, there's just no excuse for Christians to leave their kids there when they have other options. Mm. You, you know, and, and I've got to tell you, I mean, I've believed in you for uh, well more than a decade, 12 or 15 years I've known of you. But i, I got to tell you, I have to confess, Ray, that uh, there were times when I would hear you speak and I would think, you know, I just don't see how it could happen to make the exodus from public education. But COVID changed everything. I mean, tell us, in your opinion, how COVID and, and just um, the, the reset culturally, well, how, how this was such a game changer. Parents were not paying attention, sadly. They were just assuming that the schools were okay. When they closed the school, suddenly they were doing online schooling in their living room, and the mom and dad were looking over the shoulder at the, the uh, curriculum, and they were just horrified. It was borderline pornography 
coming into their living rooms. And so they suddenly realize that something is terribly wrong, and I haven't been paying attention as a mom and dad, and now I'm going to take uh, Johnny and Mary out. A lot of people were thinking about homeschooling or Christian schooling, but they were just lazy or there was inertia holding them back, and suddenly when they were forced to do it, they said to themselves, you know, I can do this. It's not so bad, and I think we're going to continue doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so give some websites. For those that are that are looking into homeschooling or trying to find a good Christian school or some educational options besides public education, uh, where do you re- recommend people start? Well, I think the best website right now nationally is Public School exit.com. They're a San Diego-based ministry, and I'm chairman of the board. It was started by Dran Reese from San Diego, and she runs Salt and Light Council. And it's about two years old, and it's just absolutely dynamic, exploding all across the country. We're even reaching into Canada, and uh, it's it's doing a great job, and it really created a site uh, that was created for newbies and people who want to get started, but they're just afraid. They don't know where to go. They don't know anything about curriculum. They don't know anything about Christian school or homeschool models. Now, you go to that website, and you can get a lot of your questions answered, but you can't be lazy. You've got to be diligent. You've got to be willing to take a few hours and study. And they also have a consulting service to try to help families uh, transition from public schools into campus Christian schools or homeschooling. And that website, again, is publicschoolexit.com. And then my site is really not as strong as that one, but I started this one 25 years ago, and that's exodusmandate.org, exodusmandate.org, if people want to reach me personally. Well, Ray, let me say this. Um, There are people, and and I hear from them every week, who say, well, here's what we're going to do as as a patriot, as a Christian, we're going to run for school board. And we're going we're gonna to just um, renew things by getting involved in local school. Let's, people, the reasoning is this way. Uh, let's not abandon public education, but we Christians will infiltrate. Do you, do you feel like that's a good strategy? No, I really don't. I do not advise that. In fact, I advise strongly against it. Uh, a lot of that is based on the argument of the critical race theory movement that's so powerful in public schools now. But if they were successful in defeating critical race theory, there's a dozen other poisons and toxins and viruses they'd have to deal with. The uh, left is so embedded and so strong in the public school system now that running for school board would not have any real effect on it at all. And it would be a, a futile waste of energy. And if they have time to do something, they should get out and get with their church or their pastor or their elders and start a Christian school. That would make a difference. Running the school board would be a a waste of time, in my opinion. Uh, There was a case where it was attempted in San Diego maybe 10, 20 years ago, and they were successful in running uh, in San Diego County. They ran for 50 seats and won 36 and took total control of three school districts in San Diego County, and it made not one bit of difference. They could not change the schools, and uh, they were sued. The uh, new school board members, all of whom were Christians, were sued. They were attacked mercilessly in the newspapers. And after four years, they were either defeated or just gave up because it was such a futile effort. So it's really 
hasn't worked anywhere, and we certainly don't want to try it now when we've got them backing down and beating them. We don't want to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory by doing something that won't matter. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well said. Hey, let me ask you this. What, what are the top two or three issues, in your opinion, Colonel Ray Moore? By the way, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Colonel Ray Moore of Exodus Mandate. We're uh, lamenting the uh, not only anti-American, anti-patriotic, but anti-Christian state of the public schools. Let me ask you this, Colonel Moore. What are the top two or three issues where kids will get a vastly different worldview in a public school than the worldview they would get in a Christian or private school? Well, right now, critical race theory is at the top of the agenda. It seems to be angering more people than anything else. And basically, it's a it's a counter form of racism. They're saying basically the white people are all racist and that the culture we have is inherently uh, racist. And it's just, we, we, you know, we've had a problem with racism in the past and we've overcome it to a large degree, but now it's turned around and it's been reversed. So people are really angry about that and a lot of them are leaving over that. Of course, you've got LGBTQ uh, sure. being indoctrinated in the, by the, in the children and you've got evolution. Howard Zinn's a Marxist interpretation of American history. It's just dozens of, of toxins and viruses. Uh, and so the children are going to be completely brainwashed. And we know now that 70% of the millennials, that's the 18 to 34-year-olds, are self-described socialists and Democrats, primarily because of their public school training. And you get a whole different product through a private Christian school or a home school. So we think it's time for the pastors and the churches to step up into this moment, this divine moment that we're in, once-in-a-hundred-year opportunity, and let's grow homeschooling and Christian schooling. And perhaps we'll have a tipping point, and maybe uh, more uh, millions more will give up public schooling, and we can move into a new paradigm where the uh, primary model for K-12 education will be Christian schools and homeschooling, not public schooling. And that will bring about the revival that we're looking for. Wow, wow. Folks, this is the American Family Radio Network. Alex McFarland here. We're uh, speaking with Colonel Ray Moore of Exodus Mandate. Uh, you know, the Marxist uh, Antonio Gramsci years ago said that uh, socialism, communism had to make, quote, the long march through the institutions. And by that, he meant government, education, the marketplace, even the church. And in the Western world, to a large degree, they've done that. But we who love God and country, if you're a Christian, if you're a patriotic American, you love this country as we all should, we've got to invest the time and have the resolve. We'll make our own march for truth. Stay tuned. We're back after this. Do you realize that right now you're one of the star players on a team? I'm not talking about hockey or football. I'm talking about the home. Hi, I'm Mark Gregston with Parenting Today's Teens. Mom, Dad, on your family's team, you are one of the MVPs, and that stands for most valuable parents. You guys are the dynamic duo. So when your family is heading toward a crisis, how can you make sure the team sticks together? First, present a united front to your children and insist that they treat you both with respect. Second, don't blame each other for the trouble you may be experiencing with your teen. And finally, as much as possible, make decisions about your teen together. Remember, parenting is a team sport, and you too are on the same team. 
Learn how to get your teen back on track. Get instant access to Mark's free parenting course online at freeparentingcourse.com. Judy Goodell and her husband set up a charitable gift annuity through the AFA Foundation. What we love about it is that it represents stewardship principles that we feel strongly about. So we got very, very excited about this opportunity. With a charitable gift annuity through the AFA Foundation, an AFA supporter can guarantee a permanent monthly income, as well as supporting the American Family Association for years to come. We do feel convicted about really praying about all that God has really blessed us with. And so many people we know just want to leave it all to their kids. And we know the danger of that. And so we just are really just trying to pray through it. And God gave us great confirmation as we prayed that this would be a good use of the Lord's money. Find out if a charitable gift annuity is right for you at 800-326-4543, extension 345, or email foundation at afa.net. There's an African proverb that goes this way. Every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up. He knows he's got to run faster than the fastest lion or he's going to get killed. Every morning, a lion wakes up and he knows he's got to outrun the slowest gazelle or he's going to starve to death. It doesn't matter if you're a lion or a gazelle. When the sun comes up, you better start running. You ever feel that way? Don't. Life isn't a jungle, and the Lion of Judah is your protector. Get moving. But wait, you don't have to run. He'll go with you. I'm Steve Brown. You think about that. Share what you just heard with a friend. Go to youthinkaboutthat.com. They said that boy insane, he gone, he lost his brain. He too zealous, he just trying to go against the grain. He got his whole life ahead of him, so this is strange. But they don't get that getting other shit just isn't game. And marriage isn't pain, in fact it's love and joy. Guys plan for man and woman, they want to destroy. By acting like it's prison, avoid it cause it's hard. Look honestly, if it don't hurt, then you ain't loving hard. Look at Jesus on the cross, he got a ton of scars. Laid his life down for his bread, cause his love is large. My Lord, he set the bar high, and I'm falling short. But I'll be standing with be sitting in for Will and Mickey Addison. By the way, Will and Mickey, uh, the voices you hear normally on Airing the Addisons, uh, uh, beloved radio personalities of the American Family Radio Network, they will be live in person at our summer camp, July 17th through 22nd. Hey, I want to thank everybody. Yesterday, I announced regarding our biblical worldview camp. Every summer, we've done it for 24 years, we do Christian camp. And this summer, July uh, 17th through 22nd, we're going to be just just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. Very easy to get to the state capital, Raleigh, North Carolina. Wonderful camp. Will and Mickey Addison will be there. I'll be there. Youth culture expert Andy Lawrence and just all kind of fun stuff. And I announced yesterday that uh, we got we have a donor that wanted to underwrite forty youth to go to. Christian camp this summer. Now, listen to this. Our cost for our summer camp, and we, we talk about what it means to be a disciple, how to walk with Jesus, how to defend your faith. We talk about America. 
We talked to these middle school and high schoolers about why they should love America and not be socialists, but be citizens here in this wonderful republic. We do so much at summer camp. It really, it's impact for a lifetime, but it's biblical truth for God and country. Well, uh, our cost is $399, but we had a donor who reached out to me Sunday afternoon, said, look, um, whether they can pay anything or nothing, we want kids to come to summer camp. So I'm going to give my email and we, we had like two dozen people email in yesterday, but I want your teens to come and we'll have a ball and we'll drill down deeply in what it means to be a disciple and a citizen. But email me, alex at alexmcfarland.com. Just very simple, alex at alexmcfarland.com. And we'll send you info about our Christian camp this summer, Biblical Worldview, with myself, Will, and Mickey Addison, and so much more. And that's July 17th through 22nd. But right now, for uh, a few more minutes, I want to hear from um, Colonel Ray Moore of the Exodus Mandate. We're talking about getting kids out of public school. Um, Ray, um, I, I came to this position reluctantly, but I, I, I love the Lord, but I love America. And it just it breaks my heart to hear the anti-American, pro-Marxist rhetoric that passage for education in so many public schools. I mean, um, what what motivated you to want to really be the the pioneering voice in the movement to leave the public schools? Well, my wife and I started homeschooling our oldest son uh, when he was six years old. He's now fifty one. When I was finishing up my uh, master of theology uh, seminary training at Grace. Uh, seminary in Winona Lake, Indiana, and we had moved down to Purdue University uh, in 77 to start a campus ministry, an evangelical outreach on the campus at Purdue University, and we just weren't comfortable putting him in a public school, and the Christian schools were financially uh, too steep for us at that time, so we sort of discovered the idea of a family school. Uh, It really didn't exist. we didn't even know another family for about five years after that, but we started homeschooling our oldest very reluctantly. People thought we had flipped out, and we weren't sure ourselves <laughs> that yeah. we hadn't flipped out. But we did it, and it was it just proved to be an incredible, uh, marvelous experiment. We, we felt like we had dug a gold mine up in our backyard. He went on to excel amazingly. Uh, he was homeschooled up through middle school. Uh, we did put him in a public school for a short time. We sort of looked back on that with some amazement, but it was very daunting in those days. But he ended up in a private school and finished college in 1993, and he was uh, one of the early homeschool kids to go through college level. He graduated from the Citadel in Charleston, South Carolina, and he was valedictorian and cadet colonel and regimental commander had a combination of awards that only happened four times in the history of that school. Wow. And so God enabled us to be, uh, with his mercy and grace, to be very successful parents. All of our kids have done very well. So well, I was going to say this. Ray, let me let me jump in. Forgive me in the yeah. interest of time, but you've, you've got to feel pretty gratified. I mean, um, I've got to say people that I think, three or four years ago thought you were a little radical. Now they're saying that you were prophetic 
And I know yeah. you give God the glory, but that, that's right. got to be fairly gratifying. But in 97, I felt led to offer what we had been doing for 20 years to the country. And I launched the Exodus Mandate Project in uh, 1997. And uh, we got a lot of rejection and you know, at that, at that time, but we just kept at it. And it just sort of grew, and we've got now lots of groups doing this, and and it's quite a quite a, a, a great sure. moment. And uh, we'd live. Well, to well, do it. me a favor. Give me a, give me the website again. We're gonna. Okay. I, I'm gonna have to have All you right. back the, on. But the most important one is publicschoolexit.com. That'll help right. people get started. And you have to be willing to go there and study. And then my web page for my ministry is exodusmandate.org. But this is this we're winning this fight now, losing yeah, know, a lot yeah. of the other battles. But this is one we're winning. Well, God bless you. We look forward to talking with you again. And and folks, you know, in having Colonel Moore on, I've got to just admire him for his courage and his convictions. But look, the education that your children get is so vital because what you believe about truth uh, is what you believe about values and priorities, and you know education. Martin Luther said this, that the public schools would be the gates of hell if they didn't have God and truth as their basis. And so, you know, we, yes, we're talking about the future of the country, but we're also talking about the soul and the destiny of individuals and those individuals whose uh, eternity hangs in the balance might be your very own children. So uh, we, we feel like this is important to talk about, and you, you pray about the educational um, future for your kids. But I've got a friend on the line right now that I want you to meet. You know, I do a lot of traveling for years. I've been on the road, a different city like every weekend. Last fall, I was in um, Kingsport, Tennessee, and I met a lot of young people, and I met some college students, one of whom uh, is Lakey Derrick. Now, let me give you a little bit of backstory here. Lakey Derrick uh, is a college student at East Tennessee State University, where I will be tomorrow night. And she came, and a lot of uh, her friends, they were talking about just the battle for truth on the college campus. And uh, so we began to talk, and we set up an event that, that is going to be tomorrow night, and it is open to the public. And in a moment, we'll have her on to talk about this. And Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk, I'm sure many of you know of Charlie Kirk. His organization is supporting this event and sponsoring it. And I'll be there to talk about what I believe is the assault on America, how to defend our nation before it's too late. This is taken from my book of the, the same name. And I'm going to talk about what I think is the most important subject, like virtually nobody is talking about. And that, that's the subject of morality. Because without moral boundaries, we really don't have a stable society. And uh, before we get uh, Lakey on, hey, I want to tell you a, a little story about homeschooling. Um, a couple of years ago, I was on the road traveling. I was on the West Coast, and I was going to Modesto, California to speak. And uh, I was in a public high school, and then I was to go from there to Colorado Springs, Colorado, to be a debate uh, judge. There were homeschoolers doing Lincoln-Douglas-style debating, and I've, I've led in those before, judged in those. Anyway, this is, the, this is the extreme of public education versus homeschooling and private education. I'm in Modesto, California, 
And they're about to have me up to speak in a gymnasium of like eight or 900 students. And like a fight breaks out. And I watched as the school administrators, I mean, literally could not bring the room under control. It was, it was a very sad public school. And we, we never had our assembly because there was just so much pandemonium as the kids were fighting. So anyway, I fly to Colorado and I go and I'm at a college campus where about a thousand homeschool uh, students, parents, families were there for this debate. And before I could get to where I was supposed to be, some kids came up and they said, Mr. McFarland, we've read your books in our homeschool group. We read your apologetics books. And I was like, oh, thanks. That's a great honor. And uh, one of the students was asking me about Thomas Aquinas, the Christian thinker from 800 years ago. This was a middle schooler, homeschool kid. He said, you know, I've learned and I'm translating the Summa from Latin to English. Thomas Aquinas' Summa Theologica, the sum of the theology. And I thought, what a contrast. In a California public high school, we can't even have an assembly because fights break out. I go to the homeschool conference, and middle schoolers are wanting me to sign their book and saying, you know, Mr. McFarland, aren't you proud? I'm translating Aquinas from the Latin to English. Here's my point. Education matters. And the outcomes of the worldviews present in the classroom yield very tangible results in the lives of the students. Well, listen, I'm so thrilled right now. A hero in my book is Lakey Derrick. She's a college student. She's on hold. Lakey, thanks for waiting, and welcome to the American Family Radio Network. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm super excited to, to talk about everything. Well, exactly. And so um, I want to talk about the event tomorrow night, but um, let's hear about you, Lakey. Um, what, what are you studying? What's your major? And then I want to talk about uh, Lakey Derrick, the patriot and citizen. But uh, give us your backstory, sister. Yeah, so I am currently a sophomore at East Tennessee State University. I'm about to be a junior. Um, and my major, I'm a media communications major with my concentration being public, public relations and advertising. And then I'm a political science and American Sign Language minor. And I'm looking at potentially going to law school after I'm done with college and maybe going to work for a think tank after that up in D.C. So the world is my oyster. Well, exactly. Well, you're in our prayers and we're rooting for you. How, how did you get to be so passionate about this country? Lakey, I know you love America. I know you care about this country. How did, how did those, those feelings get birthed in your heart? So I was really just raised in church my entire life. And in my church, they instilled in me, you know, uh, how blessed I was to be born here where I have the freedom to, to worship God every day. And, and I also, you were talking about uh, the difference between public and homeschooling. I was blessed to go to a private Christian school. My family's made a lot of sacrifices for that. And um, they also instilled with me, I did the Pledge of Allegiance every day. Um, and I just learned my love of America through that. And I was born very opinionated. And from there, <laughs> I ended up deciding I like to watch the news, and my love of America has kept going and growing and growing ever since. Well, that that's great. That that's great. So uh, your your peers, your your friends, and those that are of your age group, 
Um, how do most of your friends feel about this country, Lakey? Once again, I'll say I'm extremely blessed to be surrounded by like-minded people of both my political but also my like beliefs in God. Um, and that's through my club, Turning Point USA. I've been able to make so many friends um, that way. But I will say at college and, and overall, like the overarching theme on most people um, using social media, it's very much anti-God and very much anti-America worldview of things. Do, um, do you think a lot of the students that you know, Lakey, that are kind of anti-American and down on this country, have, have they really thought it through like, okay, if America is not so great, you know, what about the rest of the world? Because, you know, I believe in comparison to the rest of the world, certainly in comparison to the rest of history, we got it really good. We got a great nation. But do you think a lot of the students and faculty that uh, criticize America, uh, have they really thought through the long, the you know, implications of their worldview? No, and if you really look at the people who are so anti-America, they can't. They typically can't even tell you what year America was founded. And basically, what I'm getting at is they have no idea anything about American history or world history, for that matter. Because the moment that people actually, if they were to sit down and truly like read the Constitution or or just read what it's like over in other countries, then people would be much more loving and appreciative to be born here rather than being born somewhere else. Because at the end of the day, whenever I ask people, you know, if you hate America so badly, I will give you a one-way ticket to any other country in the world. You huh. tell me where, and I'll buy it. They never take me up on the offer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, you are leading a campus conservative group, aren't you? Yes, it is called Turning Point USA, and we like to advocate for free markets, free speech, and limited government. We're a group that just advocates for ideas, and we are very much conservative and very much emboldened. Yeah, um, and we've got an event tomorrow night now. Um, we, we have a very brief break. Lakey, can you hang on because I want to talk about what people can do and what you and I are going to talk about on the campus tomorrow night. Can you hang on? Yeah, you got it. I'll be right here. Do you have a website you want to direct people to? Um, you can go look at look up us on Instagram. We're TPUSA. So go give us a follow and turn on our notifications so you can see what all we're doing on campus. Sure, sure. And folks, if you want to go to my own website, which is alexmcfarland.com, alexmcfarland.com, we've got info. Stay tuned. More with how the light of truth can shine on the campus as it's being shown through the life of Lakey Derrick and her friends at East Tennessee State, where I'll be tomorrow night. Stay tuned. We're back after this brief break on the American Family Radio Network. Too busy to catch your favorite shows on the radio? Have no fear, because the AFR app is here. Download the app to have access to live broadcast, music streaming, as well as each podcast. Whether you're at work, at home, or on the go, it's easy to listen to AFR. The AFR app is available not only for Apple and Android users, but also on Amazon Alexa and Roku. Download the AFR app today at AFR.net. Can we trust the Bible? 
He says, we saw this. And that sets the Bible apart from almost everything else in the ancient world and its religious pantheon of gods and goddesses. The God Who Speaks, the important documentary from the American Family Association, is now available to watch for free on AFA's brand new streaming platform. Go to thegodwhospeaks.org to watch this award-winning film today. thegodwhospeaks.org and my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. Ooh. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? <laughs> Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. So there's this couple named Kyle and Katie, and they were excited. They were expecting their third child, and then they got some really bad news. Their unborn baby desperately needed surgery in utero. They had switched the way they pay their health care bills from health insurance to MediShare, so they were wondering, is this going to work? It's a life and it's my son's life, and you know we should all be doing anything we can for that. Kyle knew they were looking at a mountain of medical bills. And of that, I had to pay almost nothing. We felt like MediShare was rallying behind us, almost like family. MediShare is a community of Christians who care about people like Kyle and Katie and little Liam, who is now a happy little boy who loves to play outside with his brother and sister. You know, Liam's around because of that. We'll always remember. Find out how you can save $500 a month or more on your health care. Call 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. America, you know, the story of America has been the story of individuals making a difference. When I was a couple of years ago in uh, Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, I went to Gettysburg and my wife and I stood on the spot where Abraham Lincoln had given the Gettysburg Address and said, the government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Well, in a socialistic Marxist system, another word for that is statism. And it's not by the people or for the people, it's for the state. And it's the loss of individual rights, individual property ownership. The, it's the rights of the individual are subordinated for the big machine, the monster called the state. Well, we're talking about truth and liberty with a young patriot, Lakey Derrick of East Tennessee State University. I can't wait to be there tomorrow night. And uh, hey, give some instruction, Lakey. And I want to get back to talking about you and the difference you're making. But um, where will we be tomorrow night? Uh, can the public come? Where should they park? 
For those of us that can come to East Tennessee State tomorrow night, give us the instructions, Lakey. Okay, yeah. So it's going to be in the DP Student Cult Center. You can put that directly into your map quest, and it'll take you right to it. Um, right across from the Student Cult Center, there are it's lots 33 and 34, um, and that's a perfect place to, to park. There's also the parking garage. Um, and right whenever the event starts, I believe all it's all parking free at that time of the day. So you can come, and then we'll be on the first floor of the Cult Center in the auditorium, and we'll have signs out, too, to help you guys once you get inside the building. And it is free to the public, isn't it? Yeah, completely free to the public, and we're also going to have lots of free merch for you guys to pick up and take. Um, as many conservative turning point items you can imagine, you can pick up. It's, I'm super excited. Well, well, that's great. That's great. And I, I'm going to speak on my book, The Assault on America, and how to defend our nation before it's too late. We'll do some Q&A. Let me ask you, Lakey, um, for those, your, your friends and your, your peer group and kids that are on the fence, you know, maybe they get to college and they, don't, they didn't really know that, um, you know, the country was being criticized, and so they're just kind of like on the fence. What, what kinds of questions do, do you get from your friends about, you know, why is everybody talking about God and country and America and, you know, capitalism versus socialism? What, what are the kind of questions that your peer group would have about these issues, Lakey? Um, lots of times we get questions about, regarding like the socialism aspect of things, about like health care or about how we justify um, like being pro-life and how it's not a woman's choice if it is the woman's body. But we all know the science of the two bodies there, two sets of DNA. But um, we also see a lot of questions um, just regarding mainly mainly healthcare. I feel like, and, and why why should that be? Uh, why should that not be free? Is it not a right? Um, questions about guns and just different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what do most of your friends feel about these issues? For instance, the question of is healthcare a human right? Um, I, I know how you and I would answer that question, but how would most of your friends answer that question? Well, thankfully, most of the people that I'm surrounded by do tend to agree with what I what I say and, and what me and you would believe. Um, but but there there are so many people, and and I especially find this too within um, the Christian group now, just apathetic Christians who would look at that and say, yes, I, I do believe that, that healthcare should just be free. Um, and I just spoke to um, a girl the other day, and she was, we, she actually was telling me how she believes that healthcare should just be given, um, and, and a lot of things about just like gay marriage and how she feels like they can do whatever they want and all these different things. Um, so there, there definitely is some of that pushback too. Well, um, you have started a campus conservative club, and now did you start it just like independently, or is it a chapter of Turning Point USA, or kind of what, what's the makeup of your club, Lakey? Yeah, so our club was actually started, it was originally under a, another uh, conservative club on campus, and then my friend Rachel Harrington, she's the president of Turning Point. 
Um, me and her, we ended up going over and making Turning Point separate from the, the other conservative club there on campus. And now we're fully functioning. This is our first semester as a school-sponsored club. We have great officers that are helping us along. And it's just it's a lot of work, but we have a lot of fun doing it. So, Yeah. H has it been well-received, or was there any pushback on it? So I think that we get a good mixture, like, we experienced it all. We've been hissed at, yelled at, just name the craziest thing you can think of. And we've We're had it hissed at. Time, but I just, yes, we've been hissed at. It, it's like, 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 like a hissing yeah. like a yeah, snake. Like, yeah, very, very bizarre thing. And that um, is bizarre. <laughs> yes, very, very crazy. And we'll we'll try to make those people like we'll be like, well, come over here and see what we're about, and they refuse. Um, so we, we try to make and have insightful discussions with people, whether they do something absurd or whether they give us a dirty look or whether they, they look really happy that we're sitting there. Um, so we just want to have conversations and convert some people over to the conservative side of things. Well, you know, when I hear something like that, because, um, you know, you read in the scripture about, you know, they, they hissed and slandered and cursed at Jesus. You you and I know, I mean, there's there's worldview and there's philosophy, and I, I believe that the good arguments are on the side of conservatism. But besides just logical thinking, I mean, this is a spiritual battle, isn't it, Lakey? I mean, the hissing, doesn't this uh, reaffirm in your mind that really what we're dealing with are spiritual issues? Yes, and I mean, I look at basically every issue from the side of a conservative issue, but I do look at it as a spiritual battle. People are constantly talking about the culture war. Um, I feel like we are greatly fighting that. Um, and I do feel like even just from the the more like prominent, worse issues, like I mean, you were talking earlier about people trying to trans five-year-old children or grooming five-year-old children or even looking at pedophiles and wanting to call them minor attracted persons, there is mm. a spiritual issue going on, and they're coming for our children, and they're coming for the future of America to just completely destroy it. And the way to do that is to remove all morality and to completely take any ounce of God that we have left and to take it completely away. Lakey, I know you've got to go here in a minute because um, you've got school and work, but I want people to pray. Listen, folks, um, I meet hundreds and hundreds of young people every year on the road. Lakey Derrick is a college student. She and her friends are doing a great work to represent Christ and to stand for this country. And um, I want people to pray for you. What are your long-term plans? Lakey, if, if the Lord said, uh, tell me where you want to be in 10 or 15, 20 years, because we want to pray for you, sister. What are your long-term plans? Well, definitely I do feel called to run for office one day, um, whether that be Senate, Senator, Congresswoman, Governor of Tennessee. I don't 100% know, but I know that whatever I do, I want to make a positive change in my state and in the nation. So definitely be praying for me as I, as I go through that and, and try to navigate politics because it is definitely a crazy world um and then just pray for me too as i kind of am about to graduate college and i'm trying to decide on should i go to law school or should i not go to law school and just different things of that nature all big decisions so that's that's pretty much my plan long term 
Well, we shall. We will pray for you. And I just, as as much as I appreciate you, I just wish there were hundreds of thousands more just like you, sister. Tell us again where we'll be tomorrow night. And those of you, look, Kingsport, Johnson City, East Tennessee, come on out. I want to meet you on the campus tomorrow night. I'll be speaking. Lakey, tell us how to get there. Okay, so we're going to be in the DP Student Cult Center on the first floor auditorium. There's going to be some signs out there to help you find it. There's also help desks set up all around campus to, to help you find it. The student lot 33 and 34 are great for you to park in. There's also a parking garage that would be great to park in. Um, and I believe you can even Google a map of East Tennessee State University, help you find whatever building you need to get to, which is the DP Student Cult Center entirely free event so we hope to see you guys out there hey thanks for putting all this together and i look forward to meeting you and all of your colleagues there at the campus tomorrow night lakey thanks so much i agree yeah thank you so much for having me you have a blessed day uh, God bless you. And folks, Alex McFarlane here sitting in for airing the Addisons. You're listening to the American Family Radio Network. Uh, you know, one of the subjects I was talking to some students earlier today, and th- there's this mindset uh, of socialism, that it would somehow be better to be socialistic. You know, I think about the quote by Margaret Thatcher back in the Reagan years. By the way, you, ought, you really ought to read her biography. And... Um, I think it's it's something like One Downing Street is the name of her biography, which I read a few years ago. Uh, but Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher said, socialism is great until you run out of other people's money. Because, see, here's the thing. You can't get something out of nothing. You know, you can't pull matter out of thin air. Well, God can do it because he spoke the universe into existence, but you and I can't do that. And what what's um, missing, well, there are a number of things missing from the socialistic Marxist worldview, but the idea that just from a finite pie you can get wealth. Well, part of the beauty of principled capitalism, and that's that's what we've had in this country, it, not just capitalism, but principled capitalism is that people can work and wealth is created. Now, do you know, in as our country is being settled, um, we know that William Bradford in the Plymouth colony, they tried socialism and they abandoned it. But do you know that previous to that, even it was tried and abandoned in the Jamestown colony? And what, what many scholars have said is, had the pilgrims not... Uh, embraced basically a free market system. And uh, uh, James Kennedy and Jerry Newcomb both with earned doctorates. In uh, their book, they said, quote, the result of the Pilgrims' adaption of a free market system was that the following harvest, once they abandoned a socialistic communal model, and and they said, look, you've got your own land, uh, you can work the land, you can keep what you earn, grow your food, Um, The next year following that, they had the most bountiful harvest ever, and an abundant Thanksgiving was celebrated. And here's what James Kennedy, Ph.D., Jerry Newcomb, Dr. Jerry Newcomb said, quote, Had they not gone from socialism into private enterprise, it is likely that the pilgrims would have starved to death, would have died off. Note it well, when socialism was abandoned, America thrived. And if socialism is reinstated in America, 
America will be abolished. Well, a lot of people don't know, and I document in my book, The Assault on America. By the way, it's published by um, Harrison House Publishers of, of um, Pennsylvania. And it was, and I, I give God the glory when it first came out, the book, The Assault on America, How to Defend Our Nation Before It's Too Late. It was number one in three categories on Amazon. I give God the praise. But I document in that book that socialism, communal living, was tried 80 times in America before 1900, and 80 times it was abandoned. And so why would we, why would we be be uh, attempting it again and that's that's really the pipe dream and the blindness people often say well i know it's never worked anywhere it's always failed everywhere the standard of living has always gone down for everybody it never works but it will work for us that that boy that's delusional isn't it now do we want people to have health care of course do we want people to have food and life choices and the things they need of course But the answer is not to artificially control the economy by the government and to forcibly confiscate wealth that you've worked for and earned and then to redistribute. No, it, it never works. It never works. But we've got to understand that the founders so wisely, wisely envisioned uh, our rights are the transcendent, timeless rights that come from God. And so when, I, I get nervous when people say health care is a right. A liberal politician two years ago said that good Internet service is a human right. Can, can you believe that? Uh, dial up, never. Uh, poor Wi-Fi, no. Good high speed is a human right. That's crazy. Now, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the ability to chart one's own destiny, sure, those are natural rights. But health care is a product. Health insurance is a product people can buy. Now, I want people to have good health care, but it's not the role of government to provide Wi-Fi, cell phones, and health care. Hey, God bless you. God bless America. Thanks for listening. Hope to see many of you at East Tennessee State tomorrow night. And stay tuned. In just a few moments, we'll have Exploring the Word with myself and Bert Harper. Don't go away. Keep it tuned to the American Family Radio Network.